Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Disciples House. Good Please be seated. Morning. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. We I will be glad and rejoice in it. All right. So upcoming events. Uh, August 4th is going to be our, our fourth church anniversary. We'll have been here four years. Uh, and, and we're going to have a worship service at 7 p.m. That's on a, a Saturday, I believe. That's no, Friday. Friday. Okay, Friday. So it's Friday evening, so we're going to have just a worship service, and we're going to worship the Lord and thank Him for all He's done for yes. us. And then August 5th will be prayer for the nation. So we're late night and then early morning. Okay. That's okay. So, we can do but all hey, things through God, but, through Christ. Yes, but God, God, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Praise yeah. God. So we're going to have the prayer for the nation again at 8 a.m. because we do that every uh, first Saturday of the month, and we pray for the nation, and the Lord knows the nation needs prayer, yeah. and that uh, if, if everyone in the nation were to get down on their knees and pray and thank God and, and ask Him for forgiveness, then He would heal our land. Yes. So we're going to do it. Amen. All right, so August 6th is Vision Sunday, so that, that that's um, following our, our church anniversary. We're going to have Vision Sunday and talk about the vision for the church going forward and, and from when we started. All right, and then September 2nd will be prayer for the nation again, and then July, of course, we found out that youth camp next year is going to be a week later, so it'll be July 8th through the 12th. At least, at least it's not before, right before 4th of July, but yeah, okay. So, and then let's see, oh, meditation for the week. So our, our, our in him meditation for the week, which is a scripture that tells us who we are in Christ, is 1 Peter 1.8. So, and it says, him you love, through your eyes, or though your eyes have never looked on him, in him, though at present you cannot see him, you, you nevertheless trust and triumph with a joy which is unspeakable and is crowned with glory. What's, is it wrong up there? No, it's just a different version. Oh. It's oh, fine. it is. It's it fine. is a different version. All right, well, they, they played a trick on me. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so our, our confession, uh, I am in Christ. I am in Christ. Though my eyes have never looked upon him. Though, Though my eyes have, have never looked, looked upon, upon him. him. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, I trust, I trust and triumph with joy unspeakable. Triumph with joy unspeakable. With joy unspeakable. Okay. I trust and triumph with I joy trust unspeakable. and triumph with joy unspeakable. I trust and triumph with joy unspeakable. And I am crowned with glory. And I am, I crowned, am crowned with, with glory, glory. Because I am in Christ. I am in because Christ. I am in Christ. That we need work on that. <laughs> okay, so the next one's actually in King James, so we're on the same page. <laughs> so the, our healing scripture is Malachi four two, and that's out of the King James version. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Amen. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Okay. All right. Um, so, confession. I fear or reverence my God. I, I fear, fear or, or reverence, reverence my, God. my God. Therefore... Therefore, Therefore, shall the Son of Righteousness arise. Shall the, the Son, Son of, of Righteousness, righteousness arise, arise with healing in His wings. With healing, healing in His wings. In his wings. 
and I go forth, and, and I, I go, go forth, forth, and grow up as calves of the stall. And grow, and up, grow as up as calves of, of the, the stall. stall. Okay. Mature in the word. <laughs> yeah, mature in the word. That's good. All right. All right. Yeah, there's some strange things with that verse, such as the sun is spelled S-U-N instead of S-O-N. But I, I looked. It's that way in the Bible. <laughs> All right. So let's pray for the service. Uh, Lord, we're glad you're here with us. We invite you into your house. We invite you to be with us. We thank you for being with us. Your word says that whenever two or three are gathered in your name, you will be here in our midst. And we thank you for being here with us, Lord. We ask that you teach us and guide us and lead us through the words of the pastors, that, 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 uh, that the words that they speak be the right words for, the, for those that are here and those that are listening online that will help them to grow and become closer to Christ and to become uh, good disciples. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for healing in our bodies. We thank you for prosperity and the ability to do work. Lord, without you, we could do nothing. But with you, we can do all things. We thank you, Lord. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, or destroy. You cannot operate it here. You cannot hinder those that are hearing this word. They will receive it on good ground. It will grow in their lives and bear fruit in their lives. And it will bear fruit in the lives of those they come in contact with because they will share that word because that is what we are called to do. We are called to be a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, and we will speak the word of God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your many blessings, and we thank you for the ability to rebuke the devourer, and we do so. Lord, just be with us today and, and comfort us and strengthen us and, and help us to receive your word on good ground. We ask this in Jesus' name. All right. Derek, our church confession. Good morning, disciples. Also, stand up and do our confession together. And remember, like, this confession does absolutely nothing for God, but it does everything for us. Yeah, so, that's absolutely right. So say it with your hearts. I am the, the image, image of, of God. God. I, I am spirit and flesh. I am very good. I am, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am, I am crucified. I am a new creation and a new creature. I am dead to the flesh, but, but I live in Christ. I am dead to sin, quickened to life, saved by grace. I am buried with Christ by baptism. I am raised from the dead with him. I walk in the newness of life. I am forgiven and redeemed. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am the workmanship of God's hands. I am created and ordained to do good works. I am justified by faith. I am chosen and I abide in Christ. I am holy and without blame. I am predestined for adoption. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer and I am greater. I live, move, and have my being in Christ. I reign as a king in this life. I can do all things in and through Christ. I am near to God by the blood of Jesus. I am raised and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. 
Jesus, I am here to meet with you. Amen.
church. Let's do that now. Father God, we lay everything down. We lay down our ideas. We lay down our distractions. We lay down our intentions. We surrender completely to you as we continue. We continue to give you glory. Glory be your name, Father God. Glory, 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 glory. This is a new song. Yes. We'll do it. We'll do it enough to get you familiar with it. Pray the words. Listen to the words. Let the Spirit lead you. Let's see what this says. Triple five. Okay.
angels fall, face down on the floor, all to echo holy is the Lord. My heart can't help but sing with all of heaven's roar, forever echo holy is the Lord. A million angels fall, face down on the floor, all to echo holy is the Lord. My heart can't help but sing with all of heaven's roar. Forever echo holy is the Lord. Oh, oh, forever echo holy is the Lord. Dancing at the end of time. There before the throne of grace, majesty before my eyes, let it take my breath away. All glory and honor, dominion and power to you. Always oh, love and wonder belong to no other but you. Tell them again. All glory and honor, dominion and power to you. Always oh, love and wonder belong to no other but you.
destined to die, poured out for all mankind. God's only Son, perfect and spotless one. He never sinned, but suffered as this. Oh 
Father, I command the healing power of God to flow into her. And that any bleeding that's occurring from where it should, any blood flowing where it should not flow, we command those that, that blood flow to stop right now in Jesus' mighty name. We speak to every organ. We speak to the spleen. I don't know why that's important, but Lord, I speak to the spleen. And I command it to be healed and whole in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I speak to these intestines, and I command them to be healed. And Father, whatever causes this spontaneous vomiting from time to time, we command that power to be broken also. And for health and healing to flow into the, into her, um, into the internal organs, that they function as you created them to function. Now, Father, we take authority over the pain in this arm. We've already commanded this pain to leave, and now you leave in Jesus' name. We know that the bones are healing, but you leave in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Father, I saw one other thing as well. Now, Father, by her own admission, she desires to be set free from depression. She desires to be set free from that that has oppressed her mind. And so, Father, I anoint her mind and her head with oil. And Father, we speak to this spirit that's been attacking her mind. And Satan, we command we command you to release her and let her go. No more depression. No more anxiety. No more social fear. No more in Jesus' mighty name. You release her and you let her go. She's a she's a child of the living God. 
just just release just 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 raise your hand the one hand that you can and just receive father she's set free satan you have no right to her anymore you'll not you'll not draw her to addiction anymore no more no more addiction no more depression even medic even the power of medication will be broken because who when the lord sets free is free indeed in jesus mighty name so father we thank you from this day forward her mind and her emotions will be at peace and father i know there's hurts in the heart that must be cleansed and so father i thank you for beginning that work even now in jesus mighty name father your thank spirit, you lord your spirit flows through her and fills her and, and with that comes the fruits of the Spirit, up to and including the spirit of self-control. She yes. does not have to follow you, the Father. words of Satan. She does not have to follow her fleshly desires. She will break free from that because she you is broken her free. You make her well yes, able to walk away from that. Yes, she is broken free. Thank name. you, Father. Is, is, is. Now listen to me. Do not stop your medication today. Okay? As the Lord heals, or tomorrow, or next week, as you... It, no, you've already received it. Listen, listen to me. I'm being very technical because God is very technical and the demons are very technical. Okay? From this day forward, every time you take your medicine, you say, Father, I thank you that I've been redeemed and set free. And slowly but surely, your doctors will reduce your medication. Do not do it yourself. Okay? Slowly but surely. Uh, praise God. Praise God. Might not happen tomorrow. But praise God, praise God. Just every time you think about it, every time those thoughts and feelings come, just say, Father, I thank you that I've been redeemed. How many know our victory is in our praise? Yes, glory to God. Dear glory and to as God. As you can tell, praise is one of my favorite things. Derek, stay right there. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Father. So we're going to talk about praise today. We are. And y'all may be seated. Uh, one thing that we talked about last week is that our testimony is praise. Yes. And uh, we ran over, but not everybody that needed to testify got to testify. Uh, so, Mr. Derek, that's there as a reminder, because I didn't want, because I know I'm putting you on the spot very last minute. Um, so it's just there as a reminder. But Derek has two wonderful testimonies to share from youth camp that he didn't even go to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He went. He went online. He went online. So, uh, Mr. Derek, if you'll share your testimonies. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I didn't go to youth camp this year because, well, like, A, personal reasons, and B, I want to be, like, the healthiest that I can be to be able to go. So I am going next year. So I, so I didn't go this year. And, like, I let that bother me for, like, the longest time. But as it was getting closer to youth camp, I'm like, okay, God. I, I like I like God has already like was beginning to to deal with me that I've become very complacent, and I'm like okay God, so I began to work on that. So the week of youth camp, like like while y'all are away having your your God time, I'm also at pastor's house having my my own God time, and I purposed in my heart that I was going to receive something from each and every service, and I did even though I was not even physically there. Glory to God. And on Wednesday morning. Like, Imagine how much you would have received if you had been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, um, Wednesday morning service was happening, and like during praise and worship, all of a sudden, like the I, I can't even really explain it honestly. Like I could feel as if God was like actually in the room with me, and 
Pastor always taught me over the years that you don't have to be at church to like be able to like have an encounter with God and this, that, and the third. And like, yes, I've experienced small encounters at home, but this was different. Like, it honestly felt like as if heaven was truly like in the room with me. And in that, like, like um, she is like, I'm actually going to read you what I texted her. After all these years of you teaching me, I never understood. I could, I, I, I never understood that you could experience the Holy Spirit outside of church service. I'm crying my eyes out, but I'm laughing at the same time that the joy that I think can only flow when I'm at church is flowing in your living room. This week, I've made the genuine commitment to go further with God. So even though I'm not at youth camp physically, I feel like I am right now. The Spirit is moving in your living room. And all, and all I had to do was just yield. Like I even made like a new confession, like um That's over that week youth camp. Um, I can't even begin to um begin to explain it. For so long, Satan has been telling me that this is as far as I go with God. That there is no miracle for me. But I made the choice like that morning to just start like choosing to make time with God. Like all it takes is like just a few minutes. And like next, you know, like already, like I, I went from like. 10 to 20 minutes to already, like, I'm, like, in, like an hour. <laughs> like, like, and, like, I endeavored to go more into that, and I will go more into that. Like, God is opening my eyes to, like, so many things. Like, of when I, like, whenever I think I'm not hearing from the Spirit, I am hearing from the Spirit. And God is just moving and operating in my life, and it's just, I can't even explain. So that was the first part of the testimony. The second part is I have been at the hospital for I'm two and a half years now, and it's been rough. It's had its challenges to the point to where I would go in every day crying, and I would leave every day crying because I didn't want to be there because I hated my job. I didn't hate the people. I just hated, like, the atmosphere of the job because it was very heavy, and no one was committing or staying like they would, like, people were leaving left and right, which would people could just leave me. Well, um, I had a job interview, actually, like, in, like, in, in the hospital for a different department on Friday. And I went to that job interview. Well, then I had time before I was actually supposed to clock in for work. And I was praying. And I didn't tell you this part, I don't think. Or maybe I did. Yeah, I don't remember this part. <laughs> um, I was, like, outside of my car praying. And God was like, I didn't place you there to be in the back. I, I didn't place you there to be in the back office. And I'm like, God, why? <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired of people and I want a break. <laughs> And he was like, I placed you to be front and center. Like, that's how you're going to be used, and you're already being used. And I'm like, okay, ouch, hallelujah. That one hurt. Um, but I said all that to say this. I've been believing for a raise at this job, truthfully, ever since I started. And I finally got that raise this week. So <laughs> it's amazing what God can do once you finally get in agreement with what he wants you to do. Amen. Yeah. Like, I've been disobedient for a very long time, and now I'm finally coming into obedience, and God is blessing me left and right. Yeah. So, um, Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to testimony. God. Praise God. All yeah, right. Derek said, it was so funny when he called me and told me about his, his and not, not, he didn't get, listen, he didn't get like a 25 or 50 cent raise. He got almost a $5 an hour raise. He got a big raise. Mm-hmm. It was a big well raise. Well-deserved raise. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Praise God. And, uh, and it was so funny when he was telling me that. He said, Pastor, he said, you know, all it took was for me to stop murmuring and to start praising. Amen. That's what he told me. And I said, praise God. I said, praise God. And uh, I guess you got the raise on what, Thursday? Thursday. 
So Wednesday night, we were trying to leave. We'd run over. And I was trying to take up the... Oh, you got the race on Friday. So Wednesday night, we were, we'd already run over in, in Revelations. And, uh, and uh, we were trying to close and trying to take up the tithe. And I had a word from James. And I said, okay, well, then I had a word for Derek. And, and uh, the, Lord told, the Lord spoke, said, uh, I said, or the Lord said through me, that promotion was coming, but not in the way that he thought. And I knew that he had an interview on Friday. And I thought, when, I, when those words came out of my mouth, I thought, oh, Lord, I know he has an interview on Friday. And so then on Friday when we were out of town, I got to thinking about it, and I thought, man, I need to call him and say, Derek, you know, I hope I didn't mess you up on your interview, you know, because you get in your head when you hear something like that. Um, and so I was thinking, man, I hope I didn't mess him up. And then he called me and said, Miss Robbie, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. I said, what? He said, hey, actually, I didn't get to answer the phone. He had to text it to me, and then I called him right back because I was not where I could answer my phone. And he said, I got a raise. I'm getting paid this much. And I said, wow, praise God. Um, and I said, well, good. I said, are you still doing your interview? He said, yeah, I'm still going to do my interview. And then that's when God corrected him. <laughs> it was later. Um, but, you know, but it was just so wonderful. But it was amazing because the one thing that he said that's totally unexpectedly is he said all I had to do was quit murmuring and start praising and he said and it came just like that and I said well praise God praise God um, so uh, it's it's amazing what God will do when you'll yield and get into his presence um, and just when you when you yield and do life God's way let me Amen. put it this way when you yield and do life God's way uh, glory to God Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that wonderful that they'll come for as much service as they can before they've got to go off to work? He'll, Zach yep. will be back. Yep. Uh, those of you that don't know, uh, Mr. Cameron was born again and set free from the devil's hold on Wednesday night. Glory to God. Um, and so he's now pushing into God, and he's surrounded by our wonderful young adults and our youth, and they're, they've taken him under their wings, um, and they're all working to discipling. Keep it, keep them, keep, keep it godly, y'all. Keep it godly. Oh, Lord Jesus. Don't mess this up. Don't mess it up. But uh, we want to talk to you about, talk to you about, we want to continue on praise. I got you. I, I just, I just want to say, I, I really appreciate y'all coming up front. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's really blessing me. Uh, yes. I'm sure it is Derek too. And, and I, I just, I am so amazed at, at how loud this little bitty church is <laughs> when it comes to praising God. And that's, and, that's, and that's a good thing because you're going to learn today that praise is not quiet. No. Praise is not quiet at all. Praise is very, 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 very loud. You know, praise has a lot to do with, with singing and, and, and telling the Lord how much we love him and stuff. But, but through our studies, we found that there's a lot more to it than just that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yes, the, the singing is definitely a, a, a large part of it, but it's not the only thing. Um, you know, and Derek's testimony was so critical today because he said, you know, pastor's been telling me for years, because before we pastored him for the last four years, uh, we were his youth ministers um, and his young adult minister. <laughs> And uh, we've had, Derek's been with us since he was in the sixth grade, just started the sixth grade. He's been with us, uh, had a few years off, and it, it was good for that season. 
Um, but even even during the years that he wasn't in church with us, we still saw him regularly and spent time with him and mentored him. And so for years and years and years, he just, he, like he said, he just struggled to understand you could experience God outside of church. Um, and, and this is really important for us to know and to understand uh, because society and the world, the secular world, they want us to check our Jesus at the door. And we can't. See, see, the Father, see, it's the Holy Spirit that lives and dwells on the inside of us, but the Holy Spirit is not separate from Jesus or separate from the Father God. So while the Father God is in heaven and the Lord Jesus is in heaven and the Holy Spirit's are here on the earth, um, God and Jesus are still also on the earth through the Holy Spirit in us. Um, so it's not necessarily wrong to say that Jesus is in our heart, but that causes people confusion because they're like, wait, I thought he's in heaven. He is in heaven, but see, there's no distance in the spirit, number one. Uh, number two, uh, you can't separate the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and you can't, once you are born again, you can't separate yourself unless by choice, you can't separate yourself from the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Because they're with you everywhere you go. Amen. They're with you. Uh, even when you choose to walk in sin, the Holy Spirit is present. And he's in connection yes. to Jesus and he's yes. in connection to the Father. So they're present. Um, and, you know, that's not right. How much do you, how much do you, you know, you know you don't like, I'm trying to not trip over my words. But you, you all know that you don't like it when somebody drags you into an atmosphere that you're uncomfortable with. Amen. Have you ever been drag dragged into an atmosphere you're not comfortable with and you're like, man, you're just scratching at the walls to get set free? I remember, I remember uh, years ago when Cherokee Casino opened, not the one here, but the one over in Cherokee had opened, and um, I had never been in a casino. I, I had no idea what it was, and um, we had just been born again, been in the world for 12 years. Um, and uh, just just did get born again. And so we were just curious. We weren't going in to do any gambling or anything. We just wanted to look around. And I remember we walked in the door. Well, first of all, there was cigarette smoke everywhere, and I can't handle that anyways. Uh, and there was a thick cloud of smoke. But we walked in the door, and uh, just, you know, we, and we walked towards the back of the casino, just kind of looking around and taking it all in. And about the time we got about halfway to the back, I just, my, the, on the inside, I was like, this is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. And, you know, and I'm, and, 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 you know, Pastor Mike got just a few steps past me and he was like, uh, we're going to get here. We're going to go around this edge right here. We're going right back out. How much, you know, our spirit immediately said, this is not the place for you. No. Immediately. This is not the place for you. Now, you can, get, you can override that. We could have chosen to stay and say, no, I'm curious. I want to check it all out. And eventually, my spirit would have just hushed and just behaved. Or, or I just, just want let, to play one game, and then I'll go. Yeah. And my spirit would have pulled on me a little bit, and then my spirit. And, but if I had just chose to ignore that, eventually, my spirit would have just left me alone and just dealt with it. Have you ever been dragged into a place you didn't want to be, and you just dealt with it? Well, your spirit will do the same thing. So just because you go and your spirit goes, mm, this isn't okay, and then your spirit gets quiet, doesn't mean that God's okay with it. No. Doesn't mean it's okay with it. Well, what does this have to do with praise? Well, see, the point is, is 
God's with you everywhere you go. And you can bring his presence, the, that tangible presence of God, that tangible anointing of God into the atmosphere where you are. You don't have to have the praise team. In fact, go ahead, call our praise team at midnight when you're having a hard time. I can tell you what the backup voice is going to tell you. Uh, yeah, he's going to tell you, I'm not answering the phone, figure it out for yourself. Uh, I can tell, yeah, I can tell you, Miss, uh, you know, Miss Kathy, the lead, I bet she's, gonna, she's not even going to answer her. She's going to say, that's not the hospital. Leave me alone. You know, she doesn't get a lot of sleep. That's her precious time. Derek, Derek might, Derek might tap his phone, but more than likely in a minute, you're not going to hear anything because he'll answer the phone asleep and then he'll just sleep while you're on the phone. That's just what he'll do. That's just the way it'll Speaking be. from experience. You know, <laughs> And, and then, and then Miss Bridget, I don't know, will you even hear your phone at night? I have my phone on, do not disturb, except for a select group of people. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, unless you're like on that special list, you're not getting answered. So you can't call them in your dark hour. So when you're in your dark hour, what do you, when you are, when you are in that place that you need the presence of God and you can, and here's the deal, you could call them in the middle of the day when they're all free. Do you think they're packing up the piano and the guitar and the sound team? The sound team's not coming either. And they're going to hook all that up in your house? Uh, no, I assure you, I'm not dragging, it's the only snake in the house. It's the only one. It's an elect. It's a term for an electronic wire that goes from back there to up here, so that you can hook everything back up here to everything back there. They, I don't know why they chose to call it that, but they chose to call it a snake. We're not dragging that thing out of the ceiling and bringing it to your house. Uh, it's not happening. It's heavy. Yeah, and it's a lot of work to put in. So how? If God's always with you, you've got to learn how to pull down his presence. You've got to learn to pull down his presence. You know, I've been in situations where I've had, I mean, we ministered for years with no worship team in praise and worship in, in the youth ministry. In youth ministry, we didn't have a praise and worship team. <laughs> we, kept, we used videos. That's what we used. Um, and then there were days that the video stuff didn't work. Um, and so when you're, when you need that tangible power of God, when you need the anointing, you've got to learn how to pull it down without a praise team. You know, we have the praise team because it helps you get there faster, uh, because most people don't know how to get there. I don't care where I'm preaching or what I've got going on or what the situation is. I can always pull down the anointing. We've had technical issues before. I've been put on the spot where it was like, uh, you're, I mean, a couple of weeks before we took the church, we, before, before Disciples House lunched, we were under another ministry, and I, we got a phone call. I don't know why, I don't know why the pastor's wife called me, because I'm not on the praise team. I don't know why she called me, but she called me and said, um, I've, I, I've, I've got some stuff going on. I, there's no way I'm going to be able to do praise and worship tomorrow. Uh, can Derek and Mike do praise and worship? And I thought, well, neither one of them play an instrument, and I'm not on the praise team, and you've got both their phone numbers, but sure, I'll handle this. Why not? So I said, well, I'll check with them. I was a good servant. 
And I said, well, I'll, I'll check with him and we'll, we'll work it out. And I hung up the phone and I looked at my husband and I said, uh, Tag, you and Derek are it for praise and worship. And he said, what? I said, Tag, you're it. I said, uh, so get a hold of Derek and y'all figure out some videos and what have you. We'll go from there. And uh, so they came in that Sunday. That was Saturday evening, late. Uh, and uh, came in that morning. They were all trying to figure it out when they were having some computer drama and everything. And I said, well, listen, if it won't work, I'll just pray down the anointing. It'll be fine. And uh, they said, no, we'll figure it out. And, and then I got a phone call at 930. Service starts at 10 a.m. We were still trying to figure it out. I got a phone call at 9.30, and I got a phone call uh, from the pastor's wife, and she said, uh, the pastor and I can't come to church today. Tag, you're it. You're preaching. Uh, how much do you know? The pressure's on. Pressure's on. Uh, so how much, you know, in that situation, you've got to be able to pull the anointing down. You've got to be able to pull the anointing down. You get a phone call in the middle of the night. Somebody's in the hospital. How much do you know? You got to pull the anoint. You got to pull on that anointing quick. You got to pull on it quick. Just have a really bad day at work, and every day you're going into work, and you're crying in the morning, and crying, crying on your way there, and crying on your way home, and crying, and crying on your lunch break too. How much do you know? You need to learn how to get into the anointing. You got a teacher at school that's just eating your lunch. Listen, you're getting ready to go to college, and you think it's hard walking as a Christian in this community? You ain't seen nothing yet. You're going to have professors that are going to get in your face. They may even give you an assignment that requires you to deny your God. What are you going to do? Uh, I mean, it may happen. I, and I'm not being mean. I'm not being ugly. But here's the deal. In that pressure situation, you've got to learn how to pull on the anointing. How are you going to pull on the anointing? The answer is in Psalms 100. Psalms 100. We're going to go look at this real quick. And uh, then we're going to go from there. Psalms 100. So here's a question as we travel to Psalms 100. Why is it praise and worship and not worship and praise? It's a good question, right? Well, 100 will tell us why. There's a, there's a divine order to everything that God does. Let's read this psalm. All right. Psalm 100, verse 1. It's five verses. It ain't going to take us long. Not long. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Let's look at verse 4. What does verse 4 say? What does verse 4 say? Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into the gates with thanksgiving. So how do you enter the city of heaven? With thanksgiving. Being thankful. Thankful. So you've got the city of heaven. You know, in the book of Revelations, it describes the city as having gates of pearl that are like 12 feet tall or taller. Can you, I want to find the oyster that created that pearl. That's what I want to see. Because it's one, because it's one pearl. It's one pearl. The Bible specifically says it's one pearl that makes the gate. Where is the creature that made that? <laughs> right? No, not the beast. <laughs> but that's a good try. Uh, it says enter into the gates 
How much do you know when you enter into the heavenly city, you got to go through the gate? How do you get through the gate is with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. And then when you get to the, when, once you get into the city, you've got to get to the courtyard or the courtroom that leads to the throne room. How do you get into the courtyard? Praise. With praise. It says, and he tells us, he says, be thankful unto him and do what? Bless his name. Most people think that blessing flows one way. Most people think that bless flows one way, that bless flows from God to us. But here the scripture tells us to do what? To bless him, to bless him. So one, one of the ways of praise, so what is praise is praise is when you bless him. So uh, the definition, Miss Brooke, do you, or do you have those definitions in? I want us to look at these definitions real quick. So the definition of praise is this, is to give honor to God for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. Amen. How much do you know when you stop and think about all the things that God has done for you, you can begin to be thankful and to give him thanksgiving? This is, you know, Derek, Derek can get into his throne room simply by saying, Father, I thank you that you promoted me. I thank you that you've given me a job and that you're using, I thank you that you're using me to reach people for your kingdom and for your glory. This is, and, what, and by saying, by, by just thanking him for this, Father, I thank you that I have a, he, a house over my, over my head. I thank you that I have a bed to lay on. Maybe it's not the best bed, but thank God you're not laying on a rock somewhere unless you're out on the mountains on the trail and then we thank God for the rock. You know, the flat ones, the comfortable ones, right? But how much do you thank God that maybe you don't have, listen, it's funny. People go, there ain't a stitch in my kitchen to eat. And you'll go in there and you'll go, well, what about this? No, I don't like that. I can't eat that. Dude, you've got food in your cabinet. You might not like it, but there is food there. Be thankful. Be thankful. And even if you're just stubborn and you don't want to eat it, can't you be thankful that God will sustain you? Yeah. Glory to God. He said, give on, so, so to praise God, one way of praise is to give honor to God for what he has done, for what he is currently doing, and for what he will do. How much you, and, and well, I don't know what God will do. Are you believing for anything? Are you in faith about anything? I know I thank God. I, I was writing my tithe and offer, our tithe and offering check, and I almost, I almost, Man, I almost blessed the church real good. I was in the pro while I was writing the tithe and the offering check. I said, Father, I thank you that we've received that thousand dollar a day increase, and 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 I had to adjust my zero on my check. <laughs> I said, Woo, my honey will not be okay with that because <laughs> she's got to be in the bank accounts, of course. But no, how much you know? Uh, but how much you know, we're, we're thanking God. Now, a $1,000 a day increase, that's a lot for some people. Some people say, man, I can't even believe God for a penny. Well, start with the penny. Start with the dollar. See, we've worked up to this. I've, listen, I've cried my tears over the pennies plenty of times. I've cried my tears. I mean, I, I, I have been, I, I remember clearly and distinctly standing on my head, getting all the coins out from the, tra out from the, you know, the, rail, the, the seat rails and, you know, digging them out from the seats of the, and there's got to be a, there's got to be a dollar in here that I can get a little gas. And you think, man, gas is $3 a gallon. What's a dollar going to do? It'll get you down the road at least a little bit. Um, 
You know, and I remember digging, uh, digging that money out and saying, God, we got to have this for gas money. And God said, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna deny me a blessing? You're going to deny me a blessing? And I go, Lord, no. He said, does my word not say that you can't outgive me, that you can't outgive God? I said, yeah, Lord, that's what it says. Okay, we'll give. So we've been at the penny. We've been at the quarter. We've been at the dollar. We've been at the $5, the $10, the $20, the $30. We believe for big. We believe for big. And so we've worked ourselves up to this. And, um, you know, we've, we believe for our houses to be paid off. They're paid off. We believe for the cars to be paid off. They're paid off. Thank God. Um, you know, God always meets our needs. So my point is, is what will he do? What are you believing for? Are you believing for divine healing? Then thank him that you're healed. Are you believing for promotion? Then thank him for promotion. Are you believing for increase in some area of your life? Believe for, thank him for the increase. Are you thinking, are you believing for emotional stability rather than sit there and talk about how mentally and emotionally unstable you are? Thank God that he's made you mentally and emotionally stable. Amen. Begin to praise him for making you stable. Glory to God. So that's what praise is. Praise is thanking God for what he has done what he will do and what he is going to do or what he's currently working on. How much you know you can thank God that he will always protect you no matter where you go? Yeah. One of the things, I mean, and it may sound silly to you, but I don't like getting, I, I've, been in, I've been in a severe car accident. I have metal in my back because of it. And so now when I drive, I like wide open spaces. And I like wide open spaces in front of me. I like wide open spaces behind me. I like wide open spaces on both sides of me. I don't like cars coming at me from the sides. Uh, why? Because that's what, that's what happened. A uh, young, uh, young driver ran a stop sign and T-boned me in the driver's door. So I like my wide open spaces. So I just set my faith that every time I get in the car, I'm going to have wide open spaces. We'll get in big city traffic, and yet somehow, miraculously, it's not somehow, it's by the hand of God, yet miraculously, I, I, I've got space to maneuver. I've got space to get around. When it starts to back up, I just start to praise God. Father, I thank you for those wide open spaces. I don't get in fear and doubt that I don't have it. I just put him in remembrance that I've made the request and that he's bringing it to pass in my life. Um, and this is so, so if you'll stop... A really good, and you say, man, I just don't, I just can't think of what God's done for me. Sit down with a, with a legal pad and, and write down one thing, one thing on each line. And you'll begin to, aren't you thankful for your underwear? Yeah. I mean, that may be a silly thing for some people. You know, you might think that's silly, but uh, if you're not, if you're, I mean, some people are into going commando, but if you're not into that and you're in a position where you have to, it's very uncomfortable. You know, so you may think, you know, well, that's just silly. Listen, not everybody can afford underwear. Aren't you thankful that God provides you with undergarments? Aren't you thankful that God provides you with shoes, the resources to put shoes on your feet? You know, you might be driving the faith mobile, but thank God you're not walking. Thank God you're not walking. You know, maybe you're not eat, maybe you're not wearing the finest of clothes, but thank God you're covered and you're not running around here butt naked. Thank Jesus, you know, having to go to jail for indecent exposure. I mean, thank God. Thank God. Aren't you glad for running water? If you've, not, if you've ever had to not have running water, when you have running water, aren't you glad? Aren't you praising the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 
Aren't you glad for, have you ever had to go without hot water? And now you have hot water? Isn't that a praise God, thank you Jesus thing? Amen. See how easy this is? See how easy this is? Have you ever gone to your refrigerator and, and wanted something to drink and, and you figured out that you had something you didn't realize you had? You know, like you thought, oh, I don't, I, you know, you go to the refrigerator and you're like, man, I don't want water and all I've got is water. And you open the door and you go, oh, I forgot that lemonade's in there. Oh, that'd be real good. How much do you know that's the blessings of God? I mean, you know, if we just sat down and got real about it. I know one thing that I'm so thankful for is, uh, is that the new property has no snakes on it. None. Praise God, hallelujah. There's, now, that might not be a big deal to you, but it, to us, at the old house, um, you know, I always had to cast them out in the name of Jesus, and, and, and every once in a while, one of them would show up, and I'd have to get Pastor Mike to get it and put it. And Me, I just want to take the gun and shoot it. Just kill it dead. That's just my theory. Pastor Mike, on the other hand, he likes to catch them and release them. And I told him, I said, you can catch and release the copperheads. That's fine. I said, but here's how you're going to release them. You're going to go to the top of the driveway, because the other side of the driveway, it's a straight drop off to the lake. So I told him, I said, you got to take it to the top of the driveway, go to the other side of the road, get on the edge where it starts to go off, take the bucket and fling it. And if it catches wings and makes the landing, then it can live. Um, because, and, and, and then that way, and he's like, hey, I'm going to do that. I said, no, because then he'll send the message to all of his family. Don't get on her property because then you're going to have to grow wings. See, I don't play with these things. Well, I added to that. We have to go about a mile or so down the road so they can't find their way back. Correct. <laughs> I said, just make sure they go on. Make sure they go on. But how much you know that's part of living in the woods? When you, know, when you live in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, you invade their territory. So how much do you know? Uh, aren't you thankful for air conditioning when it's 90 and 100 degrees outside? Aren't you thankful for air conditioning? Aren't you thankful for heat in the wintertime? See, see, it doesn't take, you know, because you, you look at this and you think, the biggest problem with praise is most people's minds go blank when you tell them to praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest, that's, that's the number one reason that people have a hard time with praise is because you go, come on, church, let's praise the Lord. And they go, uh, uh, uh. But if you'll make a habit, if you'll make a habit of always being thankful. Notice he said, how do you get into, how do you get into the kingdom? Through thank, how you, you come through the gate with thanksgiving and into the courts with praise. So you can just start off being thankful. Let's go back to that definition, Miss Britt. Yes. The one that's already up there? Huh? <laughs> is praise and thanksgiving the same things? Actually, giving thanks is a form of praise. Yes. Giving thanks is a form of praise. Pastor Mike's got some amazing definitions here for us, but I want to get this groundwork in. Says, so it's to honor, so remember, praise is to honor God for what he has done what he is doing, and what he will do. And praise always comes first. Thanksgiving and praise always comes first. Now let's look at worship. Worship is giving God honor for who he is. And this is not just honoring God, but this is honoring all of who he is. Honoring the Father, honoring the Son, and honoring the Holy Spirit. 
I can get into the presence of God just like this if I'll just take the time to first thank God for all the things that I, I can just, just take a few minutes and thank God for even the small things. And as you begin to thinking for the small things, you'll begin to think of, of big things. And then once I kind of get like, yeah, oh, I'm so thankful, I just automatically get over into this place of worship where I start talking to God about who he is. I talk to the Father about who he is. I talk to G I, in, in in my prayer, in my conversation with God, I literally say, Father, I thank you that you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, I so I'm so thankful that you are my creator, my shield, my buckler, my strong tower. I thank you, Father God, that you are that you that you're my father, that you created me, that you Father, I thank you. And I and see you can bounce between praise and worship. Father, I thank you that you saw fit to pick me for such a time as this. You're an awesome God. You're a mighty God. You know, and, and, I, and I'll talk to the Father for a little while. But then I'll talk to the Lord Jesus for a little while. How much do you know it's the Lord Jesus that left his heavenly throne to come and give us a living example? How much do you know it's the Lord Jesus that willingly laid down his life at the cross? It's the Lord Jesus that willingly went into hell for our sacrifice in our place it's the lord jesus that took every sickness and every disease upon his body it's the lord jesus who became my sin so i didn't have to bear the penalty it's my jesus who who was once rich became poor that i might be rich in every area of life abundantly supplied do you know that jesus had two houses two one of them was by the lake by the ocean, by the sea, whatever you want to call it. He had a waterfront house. Glory to God. He had, a, he had an in-town, an in-city house, an in-city or in-the-town house. Yeah, they took the roof off of his house. It wasn't Peter's house that they took the roof off of. It was Jesus' house. Come on. Well, thank God he's a carpenter. He knew how to fix it. He wasn't disheveled. Do you know that he traveled with the finest transportation? He was dressed. Everybody makes our Jesus out to be poor. Listen, his clothes were so good, they gambled for it. They took lots. That means they were, they were casting dice for it or however they were doing it. But they gambled to see who got his clothes. Because, listen, if you're a poor beggar with no means, does anybody want your clothes? Last time I checked, everybody's holding those things off over here like this, and they're looking for the, for the first fire they can find. If you've been traveling and dirty and nasty and you wear them all the time because you ain't got no money to change. No, they didn't do that with Jesus. They were actually feuding over who got the rich, the rich fine linen that his clothes were made from. Jesus had, how did he do all the traveling with no money? Did he go around begging at every place? No. He was made rich, or he was rich, he was made poor. When was he made poor? At the cross. Listen, somebody with the money that Jesus had could have bought it. If he wanted to, he could have bought his way off the cross. Seriously. You don't think that's true? Why do, people, why do, criminals, why, why do, why do rich people uh, get out of the crimes they commit these days? 
You don't think that was something that happened in Jesus' day? He was rich, but he was made poor so that we might, through him, be made rich. How much you know that's something to give him glory for? That's something to talk to him for. Father, Lord Jesus, you gave your all. You gave your finances. You gave all of your emotions. You gave everything you were so that I could be prosperous in every area of life. You know, and then I talked to the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus was on the earth for 33 and a half years, and then he got to go home. Do you know that the Holy Spirit's been on the earth for nearly 2,000 years? Did you ever think about that? The Holy Spirit has been on the earth, not in the heavenly heavens. He's been on the earth working and operating for nearly 2,000 years in the hearts and minds of the people. And yet, the Holy Spirit is the one that gets the least recognition. The Holy Spirit's the one that, that, that most people call it an it. I got, a, I got a feeling on the inside. Honey, you ain't got a feeling. You got the unction of the Holy Ghost. Well, it's a gut. Listen, the Holy Ghost is not your intestines. That is the power of God on the inside of you speaking to your spirit. It's not your gut. It's the third part of the Godhead. And he's talking to your spirit. And yet the Holy Spirit gets the least credit. Most people don't understand the Holy Spirit. Most people won't recognize the Holy Spirit if he come walking down the center aisle wearing a red cap and a top hat, as Dad Hagen used to say. I'd love to take credit for that, but I can't. A red cape and a top hat. Red cape and a top hat. How much do you know? We got to take the time. How much aren't you thankful that the Holy Ghost tells you, mm, don't go that way? If you've ever gone that way when the Holy Ghost tells you not to go that way, you know why you're thankful that he tells you not to go that way when he tells you not to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that he tells you, hey, grab your raincoat, grab your umbrella? Yeah. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that he tells you, uh, hey, you're going to need to pack an overnight bag? I'm not going to need that thing. Yeah, I did. I listen now. Yeah. Aren't you glad when the Holy Ghost says, Mm, did you lock that door? Well, let me go check it. Let me go check it. Aren't you glad when you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you go, hmm, I think maybe I ought to slow down just a little bit. I was driving down to uh, Appling, Georgia, and uh, we were going to be late, and I was pushing the time, and I didn't know the area very good, and it was a straight country road, but it did some of this. But it was straight other than that. And uh, we were pushing it, pushing the speed a little bit. And I was coming up a hill, and the Holy Ghost said, slow down. And I've learned, slow down. And as I peeked over that hill, there sat a state trooper. Had I not listened, I would have got caught. Had I not listened, I would have got caught. So uh, they're laughing because I got caught this week. I was not speeding intentionally. The speed limit dropped, and I failed to realized where I was at and failed to drop my speed. The police officer had great mercy on me. I was doing 73. He wrote me a ticket for 65 and a 55. So thank you, Jesus, for that. I appreciate the favor of God. Aren't you glad for the favor of God? Amen. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Yeah. You know, God doesn't say he's going to set you free from consequences, but he will make the consequences easier for you. Glory to God. 
So anyway, so we're talking about this is what worship is. And worship always follows after praise. Now, pastor's got several words here um, about praise. So why don't we look at these? All right. <clears throat> well, I, I don't know about some of you, but uh, Pastor Robbie was talking earlier about how, um, how it's kind of hard to just break out in song and, and start praising the Lord without the, without the praise team or somebody helping, or maybe a song on the radio helping you. So, but, but praise doesn't, doesn't start with singing. No. It starts with speaking. Yes. Speaking out of your mouth. So, and there's, and there's, there's, I, I've got several words here that are Hebrew words for praise that, that are translated as praise in the Bible. And, uh, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Yes. So there's there's eight Hebrew words that are translated praise in the Bible. Uh, so, but but I'll start out with the ones that are just talking about uh, speaking. Okay. So uh, one of the first ones is Shabak, uh, and uh, Shabak is is a uh, primitive root, and it uh, says that it is uh, properly to address in a loud tone. So you're speaking loudly uh, to to commend glory. Keep in praise uh, and triumph. So uh, I've also got uh, to congratulate, to boast, to address in a loud tone. Uh, so it's it's loudly speaking, and as if we went back to the definition of praise, it's loudly speaking to God about uh, what He's done for us, what He's doing for us, and what He's going to do for us. Yes. You know, um, talking, just talking softly, or Loudly. Loudly. And boastfully. Loudly. Boastful. Fast, boastfully. Hmm? Do what? There's right. a reason this church is loud. <laughs> Glory to God. So Thank you, Father. Shabbat, uh, interestingly enough, only occurs in the Bible 11 times. Uh, now, there, uh, the, but if, and I haven't added up all, all of them, but uh, um, it, all these words together. In the Old Testament. This the, is just the Old most, Testament. Mostly in the Old Testament. Some of them are actually... There are some that did yeah. get pulled to the New Testament. So, I'm sorry, so, you're but, right. But, mo but these, these are all mostly Old Testament, and there's, there's enough... There's, they're, they're in the Bible enough that it adds up to over a thousand times. Glory so, to God. Uh, but I haven't totaled it up totally. So if, if the Old Testament... If we don't live under the Old Testament, but there's a pattern... But we do follow patterns of the Old Testament... And so if there's a pattern in the Old Testament about praising the Lord over a thousand times in, this, in the uh, 33 books of the Old Testament, how much do you know we ought to pay attention to that? Absolutely. And the New Testament is preached out of the Old Testament, so we, we can't throw it out. No, we can't. All right, so Shabbat is the first one uh, that I'm going to speak to. Uh, next would be uh, Yada. Thank um, you, Father. Yada is in the Bible 114 times. Uh, and it's it's got several different definitions, so that's not always translated as praise. But uh, the first one is to shoot. Uh, the second one is to cast down, and the the third one is to give thanks, loud praise, to confess the name of God, to worship with extended hands. So specifically to 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 worship with extended hands, uh, and that's so again we're speaking loudly. Uh, we're casting things down, and uh, let's see what I got in here on this one. Too far. All right, so uh, 
so it's also to uh, physically to throw at or away, especially to revere or worship. Uh, yeah, okay. So in, in Psalms uh, 107.15, this word is used. Glory to God. And it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works in the children of, or to the children of men. So, so that word praise there is the word yada. Um, and so they're, they're to uh, praise loudly and with extended hands. So that's, why, that's one of the reasons we, we praise with our hands up you know, and, or out. Because we're praising, that's it's what Thank it talks you, about. Thank right. you, Father. Uh, and then, let's see. So the next one is a halah. And halah is, is, is one of the words that is almost exclusively uh, translated as praise. But it's in the Bible 165 times. All right. And uh, it says it is to, to make shine. So we're supposed to, we're supposed to, we're, we're, we're basically, uh, we're, we're, we're putting a spotlight on God. We're making him shine. And, uh, hence, to, to uh, make uh, a show of, or to boast, and thus it, uh, to be able, uh, to be clamorously foolish, to rave, to act madly. This is supposed to be so loud and so boisterous and so, so, so full of joy that you, that you might make a fool out of yourself. Can and you it's to be that? public, too. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Have you ever seen, have you, even outside of the church anywhere, have you ever seen people get loud and ruckus and undignified in praise of something? What? Football games. Football games, absolutely. But yet in the church, the same people that will get all crazy and paint their bodies with the color of their team, don't come in here painted like Jesus. Uh, you know, with Jesus across your, your bellies or whatever. Don't be doing that. But listen, if you can get undignified and loud and boisterous over a sporting event, how much more should we do that over our God? God should get the highest level of praise, the highest level of, of everything that we have. How much you know you had, the voice that you have was given to you by God? By God. And people, I already hear it. People be like, well, what about the people that can't speak? Are they incapable of praising God? No, they praise God, but they do it differently. And they're the exception. You don't qualify. Have you ever filled out your tax paperwork? You know, they've got all these things that you can take all these deductions for to reduce your taxes. But if you don't do the things that they want to give you a break for, do you get the deduction? No, why? Because you don't qualify. Well, guess what? You don't qualify to praise God differently than the way he created you to because you don't have the deficiency. So if you have a voice, you're supposed to use your voice loudly. If you have hands, you're supposed to raise them. If you have knees, you're supposed to bend them. If you can be, woo, Jesus, uh, you, you need to be able to do that. If you've got the ability to speak, then you need to speak. Listen, over there in, I'm going to just jump in here real quick, but over there in um, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, I want you to see this real quick. 1 Corinthians 15, it says, 
uh, in verse 53, it says this corruptible, talking about our flesh, must put on incorruption. Now, every word, every word that Pastor Mike's used so far has been speaking or singing, speaking or singing, well, so speaking far or singing. Speaking. Oh, loudly. speaking, speaking loudly. Right. He's going to give us some more about singing. Do you know I hear more? Cre Listen, people that get out there in the world, they'll sing whether they can carry a tune in the bucket or not. They'll sing whether they can stay on time or not. Just give them a few, listen, just give them a few little something to loosen them up and wind them up and watch them go. They don't care at all. That sounded like you wanted to give them a drink first. No, I don't. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if you get full of the Holy Ghost, wind yourself up and let yourself go. Amen. Wind yourself up with the Holy Ghost let yourself go. It's interesting to me that as we've been studying this word after word after word after word after word talks about speaking loudly and singing. A huge portion of it is singing. Worship is being on your face before the Lord singing. Now, I hear more people in the body of Christ say, I can't sing. You don't want to hear me sing. I can't sing. You're defying God. You're defying God. Yep. He says, make a joyful noise, not he a said, beautiful sound. He said, make a joyful <laughs> noise. When the, when the curse entered the world and our physical bodies got corrupted, the one, where do you think the one area Satan attacked the most? The voice. Because he knew that how we give God praise, honor, and worship is with our voice. And he knew it. And so the number one place that he corrupted our body is our voice. And we bow down and we go, okay, no, lift up your voice. Lift up your, your, th that that God's given you. Lift it up to the Lord. If you don't like the way your voice sings, sounds, ask the Lord to make it better. If you can't keep time, ask the Lord to teach you timing. If you can't keep tune in a bucket, ask the Lord to give you an ear to hear and a voice to make it right. If you're happy being off, then just be off and be okay. It'll be all right. The anointing will make up for it. But we've got to understand the whole reason that you think that you can't sing is so that you'll be in disobedience to God. All right. So to, to recap a little bit on halal, uh, it's a primitive root. So it's used in other words. Uh, the definition is to be clear, which the origin of the word comes from the word for sound, but usually of color, to make, to shine, hence to make a show, to boast, and thus to be clamorously foolish, to rave, to celebrate. Now, he's not talking about crazy raves. No, no. He's no. talking about That's make a big to-do wa to rave. To rave about God. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, skipping down here a little bit. Uh, to be mad, like, uh, to the, so celebrate to the point of being mad about it a little bit. Not, not, not fizz, angry, not angry, but he's mad. talking about, right. you know, you, when you look at somebody and they're all like, woo, Jesus, and, they, and people look at you and go, wow, they're kind of mad. It's mad in a good way, not mad in a bad way. Uh, to sing, to praise, uh, to, uh, to rage, uh, to, uh, to shine. Okay, so, so this word is, is definitely 
boastful. This word is definitely out there. This is this is where probably where the, what the song uh, uh, "Jesus Freak" is based on. You know, uh, <laughs> it's it's really going out. It's it's public. It's it's making a public declaration of the things God has done for you, and it's and you don't care what people think. You're going to talk about your God. That's right. You don't you don't care if they think you're a Jesus freak. You're going to talk about God, and you're going to tell everybody what He's done for you, what He's doing for you, and what He's going to do for you. Listen, we were uh, we had to go down to Georgia for a doctor's appointment, and then with his mom and his brother, and then they decided we were going to go to Olive Garden for lunch at peak lunch hour. Um, and it was at exit 19 headed, you know, to Canton. And I mean, it was packed out, busy, crazy, getting through the parking lots. And Michael was like, man, this place is packed. And I was like, well, I'm going to drop you off at the door so we can get in quicker because his mom's not real patient. So, so you, we can get us in quicker and uh, I'll go down here and park. And I thought, man, I'm parking out in the neck, uh, out in the back 40 probably. But I was going along and, and uh, it looked like the parking spaces ended. There was a little median and then there were two spa two. Not one, but two, two empty spaces that people were driving past, not even getting into. And I thought, well, praise the Lord. So I pulled in one, and his brother pulled in next to me, and I said, oh, did you already drop off, Mom? He said, yeah, I got her. She's up, she's, she's, she's up, at, the up at the door. And I said, oh, okay. And uh, he got out of the car, and I said, wow, look at that, two places up front. Man, isn't that just the love of Jesus? Or I said, that, isn't that just the favor of God? That's what I said. I said, that's the favor of God. Jesus does love us. And he just looked at me and went, hmm. <laughs> Ask my brother. I, I don't care. I'm going to give Jesus glory because I didn't park in the back 40 because Jesus loves me and I have favor. And guess what? Because you're with me, you didn't have to park in the back 40 either. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And then I got up on the sidewalk to walk in the building. My phone banged. And Michael said, we already got a table. We're inside to the left in the back. And I said, praise God. Robert, we're inside to the left on the back. He said, praise God. And then we had to navigate mom back there. No, he didn't say praise God, but I did. So halal is. It, he should have said praise God. Halal is loud and, halal is loud and public. And uh, I'd say that Jackie and Derek kind of embody that. <laughs> but here's the deal. There's a difference between being loud in public and glorifying the devil Absolutely. and being loud in public and glorifying God. And if you've been loud, listen, and I'm not picking on the two of you. I no. was guilty in this. I'm talking to everybody. If you've ever been loud and obnoxious for the devil in public, you ought to do three, four, ten, twenty times as much for God. Amen. For God. So when you when you see that when you see that guy at Walmart who's who's be nice. Being loud, being loud, and 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 shouting about Lord and about Jesus, Jesus. and and he and you're sitting there going, "This guy's crazy." He's not. He's doing what the Bible says. He's might be being a little fanatic. It, it, it may make you uncomfortable, but he's doing what the Bible says. He's bringing Jesus to the masses. So, might not be your way, but he's bringing Jesus to the masses. So, so glory to God. Halal. Is is a root word, remember? So that leads us into hallelujah. So hallelujah comes from uh, two words, uh, halal and and uh, let's see, yeah, 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 which, yeah, which is for Yahweh. So so it literally means to praise the Lord. And that's the only thing that that word means. There's no secondary definitions to the word hallelujah. It literally means praise the Lord. And and of course. Hallelujah is actually in the Bible. It's not translated. That is the Hebrew word. It's it's the Hebrew word. It's just it's 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 
transliterated, which means that it's it's changed from the Hebrew uh, alphabet to the to the English alphabet, so we can read it. So, if anybody ever yeah. asks you, "Are you bilingual? Do you speak more than one language?" You can say yes. Why? How? What words do you know? I know Hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. I know Amen because that's also a Hebrew word, which means uh, uh, the the um, the uh, infallible truth. It's the name of Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> demon. Do you know? Do you know that when you say demon, you're speaking Hebrew? You got some Hebrew. Did you? You didn't know that. You're bilingual. You speak at least a little Hebrew. At least a little Hebrew. At least a little Hebrew. Glory to God. Glory to God. Where are we so going and, now? And it, so hallelujah. Hallelujah is only in the Bible 25 times. Not a whole lot of times. Uh, 24 of those times are in, in, uh, in um, Psalms. And one time is in, is in, the, uh, is in Revelations. So that's a, so. Not only did they is that Revelations nineteen six? I yes, nineteen six. And it actually in the King James it actually says Alleluia, Alleluia. But it's the same. It's just it's there just it the way they translated it off. Yeah. So and so, the definition uh, is is praise ye uh, the Lord. That's that's that is a that's all there is to the definition. It doesn't go any into any more detail there. And so here's the deal. If you don't know any other way to praise the Lord, you can just walk around saying hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is not offended at repetition. Repetition may bore you, but it does not, bore God, does not cause God to be bored. No. You can stand around and just say praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. And what are you doing? You're going through the gates and into the courtroom. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. And before you know it, the anointing will be right there on top now, of you. Now remember, hallelujah comes from the root word hala, which is to be loud and boisterous, to make shine, to, to, uh, to be foolish even. Oh. So it's not, it's, it's not, not, it's not, it's not, it's not hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. It's hallelujah. It's hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. That's hallelujah. Right? They all just looked at me and all went, <gasps> No. <laughs> listen, listen. Only slightly. I got news for you. Jackie, when you get that new car that God has for you, are you going to just go, well, hallelujah? Or are you going to go, woo? Hallelujah! Glory. Yes, Jesus, I knew you were the God that provides for me. I knew you would do it. I mean, come on. This is what hallelujah is. So, halal is, is, uh, is, is the word that they, they use to describe, describe David dancing before the Lord with all his might. Glory to God. So, Robbie's dancing made me think of that. But. Glory to God. Come on. All right. So, all right. Next word uh, is Barak, spelled Barak, like Barack Obama, but it's Barak is the way it's pronounced. It's actually in the Bible 331 times. Oh, come on. That's a lot. Um, and it, it, it refers to kneeling. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Kneel, to kneel, to thank bless. You, Jesus. To adore, to cause to kneel, to bless God as an act of adoration. You know why we don't like to kneel? You know why we don't like to kneel? We make, we make a lot of excuses like the floor is hard 
Or if I get down, I don't know if I can get up. But you want to know the real reason you don't like to kneel? Pride. It's, Pride. it's because you are completely vulnerable on the floor. You're completely vulnerable. You can't defend yourself from that position. And, and of course, in kneeling, you're leading straight, in, straight into worship. That's right. Americans like to say, I'll kneel before no man. But God is not a man. But Jesus was. And Jesus has, a, has the form of a man. How much do you know? Getting down on your knees is total surrenderance. Lifting your hands is total surrenderance. It means I ain't got no fight in me. It means I lay I it all down no for the Lord. I'm, I'm laying it down for you. That is praising God. I'm when laying can, my life down. I'm laying my future down. I'm laying everything down for you, Lord. I got news for you. When you get before the king, not only are you going to get in this position, but you're going to take your crown off your head. You're going to lay it before his feet, and you're going to get all the way down with your face in the ground and your hands right there and your crown right there. And they'll be praising God when you do. And that is praise and that is worship. Thank you, sir. Yes, thank you. Body doesn't get up quite as easy as it used to, but you can still get it up, right? You can still get your body up off the ground. So that's the fifth word. Thank you, Father. Oh. But listen, you, I got news for you. We want the glory cloud in the house. Better learn to get on your knees. You better learn to get on your knees. And it's, 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 it's humbling ourselves before the Lord. So, uh, and it, you know, and this Wait, is, hold on, Brianna, what'd you say? You're going to get glued to the floor. Listen, listen. When you get in the presence of the Lord, you can either get to the floor on your own free will or you're going to hit the floor because of his presence. So it's, it's better for you to do it of your own free will. And, and, of course, this goes back to the old times when, when if you met a king, you would uh, bow or kneel. You're humbling yourself before the king. This is, why we bow, this is why we bow our heads. The king above all kings. So in, in Psalms 34, verse 1, it says, I will barak the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. So what does that mean? That means I will surrender. I will surrender. I will kneel in total surrenderance to the Lord at all times. I will reverence and humble myself before the Lord at all times. At all times. When you put when you put the original words in place, knowing the fullness of what these words means, our understanding changes dramatically. Read that verse again. Oh, that was Psalms 34, verse 1. Let's let's pull that one up on the on 34.1. Let's pull that up on the screen. I will bless or Barak. I will bless the Lord at all times. In other words, I will kneel, I will rock, I will kneel, I will surrender all that I am and all that I have to the Lord at all times. How much do you know when, when uh, if you're dealing with, with a disobedient child, how much do you know it's a great relief when they get into obedience? How much do you know? Have you, have you ever dealt with an unruly dog or cat? And then all this, and finally they give in and they submit? How much do you know that blesses you? It brings you peace. It brings you comfort. It brings you happiness. Well, by kneeling before the Father, by kneeling before him, by surrendering all that we are and all that we have, he says, I will kneel, I will surrender, I will barak, or how do you say it? Barak. Barak. I will barak the Lord at all times. I will be in total surrender to the Lord 
at all. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. You need to get past that name. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I was fussing at her because I know what you, because you hear it in your head. I know you do. It, so it's, 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 spelled, it's spelled like Bar Barack Obama, but it's pronounced B-A-W-R-R-A-K. So, so spell it. Don't, for, don't, just leave out the presidential thing. Right, right. Spell it. Oh, B-A-R-A-K is how it's spelled. Okay. But it's pronounced B-A-W-R-A-K. There we go. Barack. Oh, somebody found that. Blessing. Okay. To sing or to laud. Now, that word laud, we're going to take a little side journey. <laughs> laud. Laud. Nope, we're, gonna, we're good. Laud goes into laudation or laudatory. And that word laudatory, believe it or not, is singing. Uh, singing. But it also, it also has to do with um, uh, a... Uh, I don't know what you're eulogy, A eulogy. Oh, yes. A eulogy. Who, who can tell me what a eulogy is? The thing that they read at your funeral. Do you know that that is not actually, uh, that it has actually nothing to do with a funeral? A, 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 it does not. By the definition. It does not. They By do, the definition. They do do it at a funeral, but that's not what it's, so that's not what the word to do means. It. <laughs> a eulogy, the word eulogy, technically, technically, praise is giving God eulogy. You're writing the eulogy of God when you praise. You're, you're, you're singing his praises. You're speaking of you, his praises. Definition of, definition of eulogy is to say or to write the praises of someone or something, extreme, to, to sing their extreme praises or to speak their extreme praises. I started, I, started to, I started to title today's sermon, The Eulogy of God. But I thought some people might get that real offended at that. Um, how much do you know? We should we should eulogize people before they're gone. Yeah. We should we should tell them, hey, you matter. Hey, you're important. Hey, this thing that you did that was an amazing thing that you did. We should do this more. We should not reserve this for funerals. I don't know how this this well, singing of praises got reserved only so, for funerals. So so, so you, when you give a eulogy at a funeral, you're 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 basically uh, singing their praises, telling their praises. Telling the good about them. Before, uh, after they've gone to heaven. Well, Jesus and God are in heaven. So it kind of makes sense. If you look at it from that standpoint. But, uh, but, but they're coming back. But, but uh, eulogy doesn't necessarily, they've added that to the definition. The definition actually is a writing or a, a speech or a writing that... Um, Earnestly praises someone or something. And then they put in the semicolon and goes, that's usually done at a funeral. It was an add-in uh, to the definition. It's not part of the definition. It's an add-in to the definition. So, um, so we can see from these, and for the sake of time, we've got more and more and more. I and like you said, we've got I, two more? I've got three more. Okay, let's do three more. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Three more. So the sixth word is zamar. Zamar. 
It's a primitive root, uh, uh, identical. Um, all right, we'll skip that part because I don't have that word. Uh, so it's it's through the idea of striking with the fingers. So so this one actually speaks to playing instruments. Uh, it's it's uh, so properly to touch the strings or parts of a musical instrument to play upon it to make music accompanied by the voice. Hence to celebrate in song and music to give praise to sing forth praises psalms. This is why it used to be in families, every person in the family had to learn an instrument so that they could praise the Lord with their fingers. Used That's to be. Cool. Used to be. Every member of a family, some families still do this, but used to be every member of the family would play some type of instrument. Again, we've become corrupted. So it's become harder and harder from generation to generation. But in the early generations, it was very easy. But because of the corruption of the world and because of the corruption of the DNA, it's not as easy anymore. But you can, when you play, when you play your instruments, when you play your instruments, you can just sit down. Yes, you can sit down and play the keys on a, you can play the notes on the keys or the chords on the guitar, but you can also just sit and strum or tap or beat the drums or whatever and just allow your spirit to flow into those things, just to flow through you and just praise God in that ability. There's a gifting and anointing and a calling for that because this is, this is how God says to praise. This is why praise in heaven is loud because there's a lot of instruments. Right. There's a lot of instruments. There's harps. There's trumpets. There's, there's drums. There's, I mean, every type of instrument you can imagine. Um, the big horns are there. So in, in Psalms 21 verse 13, uh, Zamar is used. It says, Be exalted, O Lord, in thine own strength, so will we sing and praise, or Zamar, thy power. So, so we're, st we're starting to get into the musical side of this. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, if, if, you're, if you're wanting to learn to praise, you start out by speaking. Yes. You're just speaking the things he's done for you. And as, as yes. you start to get excited about it, then you move into halal, or yada, and, and you're and you're getting excited about it. Then you might you might uh, uh, you might get down on your knees and and praise the Lord, or which would move you into barak, or 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 you might start playing a musical instrument, which would move you into zamar. Yeah. Um, Glory to God. But so okay. So next I have uh, Tahelia. Real quick on that, I just remember there was a lady back when Brother Seymour was looking for the Holy Spirit. They were in a house. He and several other people were in a house, and they were praying for the baptism of the Holy Ghost and what have you. And they decided that they were all going to, I believe I have this account right. I believe I'm on the right account. Um, but they were all, uh, they had all gone to their separate rooms to study the word, and then they came together to discuss it. And they all came together, and they all said, from what we see and surmise in the book of Acts, um, the Spirit's already been poured out. You just have to receive. So they began to pray, and they received, and one woman got up, had never played a piano a day in her life, uh, had got up, walked over to the piano, couldn't sing, couldn't carry a tune, couldn't do anything, but got up, walked over to the piano, and started playing the piano supernaturally by the Spirit, and it was absolutely gorgeous, and sang, and she, from that day forward, she was always anointed and gifted to just worship God through the playing of the piano. Amen. 
Um, so, so the, again, this has become hard for us through the years because of the corruption of our DNA. But God created us to be musical. God created us to, to speak and to sing and to play instruments. God created us for that. And so if you have a, if you have a call or a drive in you, just, just say, God, I sense it, but teach me. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And, and then just begin to just allow your spirit to lead. All right. Oh, I did not have that number. I didn't. I, I failed what to get that What scripture is it in? Uh, I'll look it Psalms up. Psalms 21, 13. I'll look it up. Is one of them. But carry all right. On. So anyways, uh, Tehillah uh, is the way it's pronounced. It, 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 it's kind of spelled Tehillah, but it's Tehillah, Tehillah, and, and the Tehillah is derived from the word halal, uh, just like uh, just like hallelujah. So it's going to be loud, right? So and and uh, so Tehillah uh, and uh, is is and zamar or where we get singing as a form of praise, but it can also be spoken words. Uh, Tehillah. Is uh, is laudation specifically a hymn or a song uh, of praise? Zama is in the scriptures forty-five times, and it says, "I will sing, I will sing praises, sing sing psalms, sing praises, uh, just constantly sing, 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 and praise, 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 all forty-five times." Okay, now look up this one, the one I'm doing that I'm doing now to heal you. So. And the scripture for that is uh, Isaiah 61, 3. Okay. All right. So Isaiah 61, 3 says, To grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise, or tehillia, or tehillah, instead of the spirit of fainting. So they shall be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. 57 times. 57 times. And every time it's praise of some form. Yep. All right. So that leads me to my last word, which is ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> ta-da. That literally is the word. Yeah. Yep. Ta-da. And it's actually, if I remember correctly, it's an ex- Exclamation! It's like a, it's like a giant exclamation mark on your praise, kind of. So tada literally means an extension of the hand in adoration, adoration, a vow, uh, affirmation, frank acknowledgement or admission, acceptance. Uh, acceptance, Lord. It, it, it specifically uh, speaks to a choir of worshipers. Glory um, to God. So in the Psalms and elsewhere, it is used for thanking God for things not yet received, as well as things already at hand. So this, this has to do with faith as well. So you can, you can look at it as the Hebrew word associated with sacrifice of praise. So when you're giving a sacrifice of praise. I, all I see with this word, all I see with this word is like a flash mob worship. Like, ta-da! We're going to just worship God like a flash mob and they just break out and singing. That's all I see in my head with this song. Well, 
with when, this when, word, when but we, it, when it is When we use right. ta-da nowadays, we're like, surprise! Ta-da, surprise! Here it is. Yeah, your you hands know, so are it's, out, it's, right? It's for something out. that's not yet received. So you go, ta-da! You know. Yeah, and your hand, and, and how much you know, your hands are always outreached. You always reach out your hands. Um, and that's in total surrenderance to God. Real quick, that's your last word, right? Yes. Okay, real quick, I'm going to look at some verses in Jude Can and... Can I give them a scripture for it, though? Which one? Ta-da. Ta-da. Yeah, give us those. Let's okay. know where Tada is. Psalms 50, verse 14. Psalms 50, 14. Well, I'm looking at the clock. I know you're looking at the clock, but it's not like we don't run over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. how, how many times is Tada in there? Oh, Tada, uh, tada is in, the, in there 32 times. 32 times. Tada! Yep. Uh, so Psalms 50, verse 14 says... Offer unto God praise, or tada, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Okay. Glory to God. I want to give you some reg, because I don't know about you, but I'm going to ha- other than maybe tada, uh, I'm going to have a hard time remembering some of these Hebrew words uh, for praise. Um, but the principle is, is praise is loud. Praise uh, makes a show. Praise is full of expression. Praise is total surrenderance, whether it's hands lifted up, uh, kneeled, flat on your face. Uh, but praise is, um, is an expression of what is in our hearts. And it's not a meek expression. It's a bold expression of what is in our hearts. And the problem with our modern language, our English language, is we don't have a lot of words that really give God the glory and the honor that he should. Um, you know, so what are some of our biggest explanation words? Awesome, amazing, wonderful, what? Glorious. Glorious. Um, but how much magnificent? You know, how much do you know? And we're struggling to get to five. You know, we're struggling to get to five. Uh, you know, so sometimes this is why people, this is why some people draw a blank on how to praise but thank God for the New Testament. The New Testament gives us some pointers as to how we can praise um, in our modern language today. Uh, over in Colossians, Ephesians, and those books, it tells us to praise God or to give thanksgiving in everything that we do. Yeah. Absolutely everything we do. So, this, so you can actually develop a lifestyle of okay. praise. And as you develop a lifestyle of praise, your praise in the sanctuary will actually go up higher because you will automatically have things to draw off of. Um, so in Jude, you know, there's only one chapter in Jude. Let's look at verse 24 and 25. It gives us um, some words here that we can use to help us bless God. And in Jude, 20, Jude 24 and 25, it says this. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. So we can, we can acknowledge God by saying, okay, God, you're the God that keeps me from falling. You're the God who, who you know, Jesus, you're the, it's because of you that I'm able to present myself before God blameless and faultless. 
Um, it's because of you, Jesus, that I'm able to go before the Father with joy exceedingly. These are words and terminology that we can use in our praise. We can have a, we can have an, ex listen, you may be up against the wall. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a huge victory place. If you can learn to do this, you'll get victories much faster in your life. When you are up against the wall, when you are emotionally drained, when you are emotionally down, when you are emotionally struggling, if you will choose to get out of your head and check with your spirit, you will find that your spirit is always in a place of joy. And even though you're struggling, listen, the devil doesn't know if his thoughts against you are working unless you show it to him. And all of the time, I can I mean, I look at people all the time and I'll go, what's wrong with you? I'm fine, pastor. No, you're not. I see it all over your face. If I can see it, your enemy can see it. If I can see it, then Satan knows that he's winning in your mind. So one of the greatest victories that you can do is learn to notify your face to get in agreement with your spirit. Seriously. Seriously, you need to begin to speak to yourself and you need to begin to say, I have joy, 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 unspeakable. I operate in joy, joy, joy. Listen, you can't even say that more, five, more than five or six times before you start to smile. Before you start to smile, what are you doing? You're God says he creates the fruit of your lips. So when you say, I have joy, I'm in joy, I'm happy, happy, happy. And you put a smile on your face, all of a sudden, your endorphins go to work. And all of a sudden, your body goes, "Woo! I actually am happy in this situation. I actually feel good in this situation. Now, I, now I come down hard on the Episcopal Church a lot because there was a lot that I didn't learn in that church. But I want to tell you one thing that I did learn in that church. I had a, past, I had a, a pastor in that church when I was a kid. I'll never forget him. We called him Father Bennett. Don't get me started on that. But we called him Father Bennett. And Father Bennett, he was always, he had perfected this thing of exceeding joy. That man smiled no matter what he was up against. He always, and it wasn't a fake baby doll smile either. That thing was real and authentic. Because I'm telling you, I've seen some situations that should have robbed the smile off of his face. And he still stood there smiling. I remember one time we were doing a church picnic thing out at Laurie Park before they made it all fancy. Fancy now. Back in that day, it wasn't amazing and fancy. It was for us, but back in that day, it wasn't. And then it had, remember, y'all been out on those playgrounds? They got that thing on it. It's like a flat disc, and it's got the, the, the handles on it. You get on there, and the kids it spin it and spin it and spin it and spin it and spin it. And, spin it. and, and inevi inevitably, some little kid goes flying off that thing. That was me. <laughs> well, <laughs> we were at the church picnic, and that thing was a rocking and a rolling, and it was a going. Now, I don't know about you, if you know anything about Florida, but in the, in, in the south, the, the roots don't go down deep. They go out far. 
and they get real thick and they get real knotty. Well, that thing had been there for so many years, there was no grass to be found near it. There wasn't even any dirt found around it because the kids had just ran it and ran it and ran it and ran it and ran it. Well, we got it rocking and rolling, doing real good, and some little kid flew off that thing and hit that, got root rash on their arm, and I think broke their arm. I'm pretty sure there was a bone hanging out because an ambulance showed up. But I'm telling you what, through that whole thing, there stood Father Bennett. And it was real. It was real. Why? Because even though the, the devil was uh, fighting, and even though that there was an injury, and even though there was, he had an exceeding joy that he, didn't, that he never let leave his face. And it was real. See, if we'll get this revelation that we've always got the victory, we've always got the joy of God, then the devil will eat our lunch a whole lot less. Because see, the second that you go from, I'm in a good mood, and then the devil whispers something, and you go from, and the whole, and you're, to the point that you're affecting the whole atmosphere around you, man, the devil knows he's winning. So this is an element of praise. Operate in that glory, that exceeding joy. Amen. But here's a term that we can use. We can say to God, <laughs> the only wise God, Father, you are the only wise God. You're our Savior. Father, we give you glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. That's the terminology of praise that you can give God. Amen. Let's go look at some more verses in Revelations. We're going to pick up a whole bunch of them in Revelations. Go to Revelations 1, verse 6. Should be pretty close to the same page. Look at the second half of this. He says to him, well, we'll just read the verse. It, go ahead. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. Okay, to so here he's talking to us. Yep. But the second half, look at what he says. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Here's a phrase for a praise. Father, to you be glory and dominion forever and ever. When, I say, come, when, when we say, come on, church, praise the Lord. Glory to you forever and ever. That's one way we can do this. And then jump down to verse 8. And it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. We can These call, are all terms that we can use. We can call him Alpha. We can call him Omega. We can call him the Lord God, which is, which is, which was, which is. <coughs> Which is, is which was, was, and, and is to, to come. come. We can say, Father, you are the Lord, which the is, almighty. which was, which is to come. We can just simply say, Father, you're the Almighty. We can cut this thing up. We can put it together. It doesn't matter. These are all terms that we can use to worship our God and our King. Go to chapter 4. Go to chapter 4, verse 8. Glory to God. And the four beasts, and each of them six wings about him, and they were... Full of eyes within, and they. Oh, I'm. No, keep going. Crusade. Okay. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. There we go. We've got more. We can say, Holy, holy, holy. I like to do it this way. I like to say, Holy, holy, holy. Holy are you, Lord God. Holy are you, Lord Jesus. Holy are you, the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I get to worship all three of them that way. Holy, 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 for you are that which is and was and is to come. For you are the almighty God. This is how we begin to praise. And if you jump down to verse 11 on that, it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. 
We can, call, we can tell God he's worthy. We can tell him. Now, that seems weird. Why would we give God glory and honor and power? Well, glory and honor we get. But why would we bless God with power when he has all the power to begin with? Right. Well, why don't we just give him some extra power? Is when we're studying Revelations, we see that when people praise and worship the beast, it gives the beast power. So if that's true for the beast, how much more is it true for God? It supercharges God when we give him praise, when we bless him with power. It supercharges his batteries. Now, in, Revel in Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, they're speaking about Jesus here. And they say, and it says, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And, be, and I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, and riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. Oh, man. You can take any part of that and all of that. But I want you to look real quick at verse 9. It says, they sang a new song. God is the author of all things. And God has not run out of heavenly songs. Amen. He's not run out of heavenly songs. But how you're going to get heavenly songs is learning to praise in the Spirit, and then he'll give you the translation over time. So God has not run out of new songs. We should be singing new songs to the Lord. Now, some of our songs are not fit for recording, but they're just between us and the Lord. But then other people will get songs that are fit for the entire kingdom of God, and that's fine. But God will give you a new song. He'll place a song in your heart. So when you bust out, listen, if the devil can put a song in your mind, how much do you know God can put a song in your spirit? I think that's good. That was hot off the press. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. But then look down here at verse 12. It says, with a, with a what? With a meek, quiet voice. No, a loud with voice. With a loud voice. Worthy is the Lamb. Yeah, I mean, you could stop right there. Worthy is God who was slain to receive power. I mean, you could put the lamb in, leave the lamb out. It don't matter. But worthy, you can replace lamb with God. It doesn't matter. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power. Father, you're worthy to receive power. You're worthy to receive riches. How much you know riches is not always finances? Riches is being blessed in the heart. Being blessed emotionally, knowing that you, just telling somebody, I'm telling you what, Jackie blessed my socks off yesterday. I'm just telling you she did. Y'all look at my hair. No, I, had, I mean, that was nice too. But she looked at me, she said, Pastor, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And she said, you, if it offends you, you don't have to respond. I said, no, it's fine, it's fine. She said, can I please come clean your baseboards? I said, yes, pray the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Anytime you want to come clean anything in my house, come on. And Michael said, are the baseboards bad? And I said, good Lord, honey, look down every now and again. <laughs> well, I mean, you got four dogs in the house. They need a little TLC every now and again. And I thought, man, how much do you know? That blesses somebody. That blesses somebody. Well, you can bless God the same way. Bless God, you know, uh, riches and wisdom. You can bless God with riches. Bless God with wisdom. Bless God with strength. Bless God with honor. Bless God with glory. Bless God with blessings. 
Come on, these are all good words for, from God. Um, <clears throat> let's go to chapter 11. Oh, wait, I left off the, the second half of 13. Blessings and honor and glory and power to him that sits upon the throne. Unto the Lamb forever and ever. These are all good words for worship. Uh, chapter 11. We're almost done. we got just a couple more here. Chapter 11, verse 17. It's another good one. Saying, we give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. I mean, you know, that's a reason to give God the glory. Father, you took the you took power. You took down the power of the enemy, and we praise you. We glorify you. We honor you. Let's go to chapter 15, verse 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are the, thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, O King of saints. Now, once you look at this, because sometimes we get an attitude about old worship. Sometimes we get an attitude about, oh, that's old, that's outdated, that sounds ancient, that sounds boring. But look at this. They're in heaven. They're in heaven. At this point, we haven't gotten this far, but at this point, they're in heaven after the seven years of tribulation. And they're in heaven. This is, this is at the end of the church age. And they're doing what? They're singing the song of Moses. They're singing the song of Moses. Listen, I've always said this. I don't care if a song's a day old, a week old, a year old, 100 years old, 200 years old, or 2,000 years old, or 4,000 years old. If it was anointed when God gave it, it's still anointed today. And so we need to, we need to be sure that we go back and we pick up. I was so blessed at camp. One of the things that we did in the scavenger hunt is one of the things that they had to do to get points is they had to sing us songs in the chow hall. Or they had to, they had to sing and do kids, children's church songs with the motions. So what did we do? We released them. We released some talents and some abilities and some freedom. Got them past being scared of what people will think. And so I was sitting in the, I was sitting in the dining hall at dinner Thursday night, and a bunch of the boys, teenage boys, most of them were young, Caleb, Noah, and you know all them boys, and uh, Hunter, and all them, and uh, Dustin, the worker, was over there with them, and all the younger boys, and they said, Mr. Robbie, Mr. Robbie, Mr. Robbie, come here, come here, come here, and I said, yes, sirs, they said, we got a song for you, and I said, you do, and they said, yes, ma'am, I said, come on, let me hear it, and them boys sang, I'll fly away, oh glory, and it was beautiful, yeah. then they turned around, and they said, come on, we got a second song for you, Mr. Robbie, I said, you do, they said, yes, ma'am, and they sang, old, old, I'm talking old, not, not Chris Tomlin version, I'm talking old, pull out the hymnal version of Amazing Grace. And I mean, it was beautiful, and it was anointed. So listen, I got news for you. Uh, the book of Psalms contains songs of Moses. It would do us good to go back and learn them. Yes. And we know some of them. We do know some of them. Uh, so, so go back and learn these old songs. Glory to God. One more verse. Uh, chapter 19. Oh, well, down here, I'm sorry. Notice he said, Lord God Almighty. That's a good way to praise God. Lord God Almighty. Great and marvelous are thy works. That's another good way to praise God. That's in verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 3. Let's go to chapter 19, uh, picking up in verse 1. 
And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four and four beasts fell down and worshipped God and that sat, sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And we've learned through today that Alleluia is another version of Hallelujah. So what were they saying? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So if you'll go through, you can go through the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs and see all the different ways that they worship God and make that and, and, and commit that terminology to your spirit. Yes, to your mind, but more importantly, to your spirits. Um, you know, talking about God being your rock, your salvation, your shield, your buckler, your strong tower, giving him praise, giving him glory, giving him honor. If you'll go through your scriptures, as you see people saying things like this and put that in your praise vocabulary, your praise will go up to a whole new level. Our praise will go to a whole new level. Well, glory to God. We preached ourselves happy. Thank you, Jesus. The power of God is working. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Tithes and offerings, if our ushers will come. Thank you, Father. It's an honor to give. It's a privilege to give. Father, we thank you. You know, bless? Sure. Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you that, it, that it's fallen on good ground and that it will grow and bear fruit in our lives. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you that you provide us with the ability to work and, and, and to earn money. And Lord, we just want to see your work done here on earth as it is in heaven. So we give into your kingdom. We give uh, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And we ask that you bless this offering, that you bless it so that it goes further than we could ever ask, hope, or think towards the doing of your work in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we also ask that you bless us that you that, so that we can be a bigger blessing to you and to your work, Lord. Um, through our hands, through everything we lay our hands to, through through our words, through our works, through our example, through everything that we do, Lord, help us to bless you and to be a bigger blessing to you and to yours. In Thank Jesus' you, name. Thank you, Lord. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot kill, come to still kill and destroy. You will not take our health. You will not take our things. You will not take this word that has been sown into our lives. In Jesus' mighty Thank name. Thank you, Father. Angels, go forth and bring in the harvest that we can be, that we can become that bigger blessing in Jesus' name. Glory amen. to God. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you that your word is true. Your word is working. Father, we thank you for your divine provision in every step of life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You may serve the people. Glory to God. We've got prayer tonight at 5 for, the, for those for healing. Um, and then we'll do service at 6. Uh, prayer and healing school uh, we've finished the book of acts so now we'll be looking through uh, the rest of the epistles and what have you um, so be blessed have a wonderful afternoon don't get too overheated out there it looks toasty <laughs> y'all have a wonderful afternoon